0: Hello friends. It's your old pal Ariel Hawani back with another edition of the fastest growing show I'm told now not even at ESPN but also on the planet. How about that? It's DC and Hawani and my friends we got a lot to talk about this week from Kamaru Usman's big win to the Welterweight title picture to Leon Edwards's next fight to the Bellator heavyweight tournament so much going on in the world of MMA as always so stay tuned for what is a very fun show. By the way, after you're done listening to our masterpiece, I highly suggest you download the latest episode of ESPN's maybe second fastest growing show. It's called the SV pod. It's hosted by the legend SVP Scott Van Pelt. So head on over to support him as well. He's one of the best guys at ESPN. And I know a lot of our MMA fans out there, listen to our show are massive soccer slash football fans so if you're looking for world-class soccer i want to remind you that espn plus is the place to be the best teams the biggest stars and over 20 international leagues and tournaments are right over there on the platform that Chill and i built of course espn plus Serie A, bundesliga mls fa cup copa del rey and a whole lot more, sign up right now at ESPNPlus.com. All right, enough from me. Let's get started. By the way, listener discretion is advised. Enjoy.
1: Now making their way to the microphone, DC and Helwani. You went behind my back, you know the snake that you are, and did your old show (laughs) instead of using your own graphics. I
0: don't don't have no fancy contract like you. I'm here to work. Here's Daniel Cormier and Ariel Hawani. Back in your life on this third week of February 2021. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new edition of DC and Hawani. That's DC, Daniel Cormier, my man, and I'm Hawani. Ariel Hawani, DC, it's so good to see you smiling. You're in a good mood today, huh? I feel I'm like you're great in a good mood, mood. today. I mean, Why are you in such
1: a good mood? I'm giddy, I'm getting. Listen, giddy. we had some good fights last weekend. It was fun. I'm back home for a few weeks now. I don't have to travel. Uh, right. Daniel's birthday is tomorrow. so Your yeah, birthday is tomorrow. My little tomorrow. boy's birthday is tomorrow. So okay. I'm in a good spot, you know, good spot.
0: Well, I'm happy that you said that, because I do have to get uh, a few important announcements out of the way before we begin today's show. Number one, happy Valentine's Day to you and your okay, okay. Thank better you. half, Selena, peachy pie. Uh, happy birthday to Corporate Jake today. Did you wish him oh, a happy, happy birthday? birthday? Jake. I mean, golly, didn't even wish him a happy birthday before we went on air. <laughs> happy early birthday to both your son and my son, Walter. Didn't wish Walter yep. a happy birthday there when you said it. born on the same day. I mean, we are kids yes, spirits. Yes. Daniel Cormier. How old's Walter? Uh, How old's Walter? Seven. Okay, yeah, yeah. So Daniel's
1: 2011, February 16th. Walter so is. 10. Yeah, he's turning ten. Walter's turning gave...
0: eight. No, seven. I just said it.
1: he's turning seven. Okay, yeah, I, know, I didn't know. I know if he was seven turning eight because the birthday is technically tomorrow.
0: Right. Yeah. I but just he's gave him so a boatload of wrestling he's seven. Bret Hart, Goldberg, Edge. It was fantastic. Uh, happy President's Day mm-hmm. holiday here. More importantly, yes. uh, dare I say, Happy Family Day. In Canada, today's family day. You would love this holiday, by the way. All they want, the, the government just wants you to hang out with your family. That's it. Nothing more. Nothing Eric, more. So essentially quarantine. They want you to quarantine. <laughs> like, I mean, that's
1: all the, the government in Canada is like, you know what? We're going to just make you
0: guys quarantine for
1: your entire life.
0: It's it's a nice thought. Uh, happy National Flag Day of Canada. I just want to give a shout out to the flag. One of the all time great flags. Today. <laughs> I mean, here we go. There it is. <laughs> Oh, I just knocked off my glasses. Okay. Uh, today's happy National Flag Day, but there's more DC. There's actually more. Uh, shout out to your Rockets for the big win on Saturday against the New York. Mm. Oh. oh, I forgot. Okay, sorry. That was I good. literally just like I literally just ignored that. I saw the, tweet, <laughs> but I
1: just ignored it. Like it's okay. We're, we're struggling. We're struggling now. We're struggling. The Most wheels,
0: importantly,
1: the wheels. It's safe to say the wheels has come off yes i mean the wheels have come off the bus here in the last few last the ship
0: few be weeks. sinking as michael ray sinking. richardson once does said, the captain
1: but... go down with the ship
0: i mean he's <laughs> already in brooklyn the captain's he's in brooklyn, brooklyn <laughs>
1: going to the championship
0: hey <laughs> most importantly above all else yeah congratulations to my man daniel cormier yeah, yeah. on his induction into the <laughs> louisiana high school sports hall of fame <laughs> class of 2021 wow oh, what news. Bravo! this is the crazy thing about this piece of information daniel cormier will be inducted in april of this year so just a couple months into the louisiana high school sports hall of fame alongside dc alongside <laughs> eli peyton manning Elvin Hayes, yes. the captain of the New York Knicks. Willis Reed himself, number yes. 19, who walked out with the bum leg. Ed yeah. Reed, ESPN's yeah. own Marcus Spears, Swagu, <laughs> Jake DeLome, former quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. TC, this is an unbelievable class? My question to you is, is this the first year of the Hall of Fame? I have Why no have idea. Guys I have no
1: idea. <laughs> I can't believe it. But, dude, think about all those guys that had the impact that they had on their sports all from – different parts of Louisiana. Honestly, it really shows to the talent of our state. You know, a small state, we produce more athletes in the biggest sports in the world than any sport our size. So it's fantastic, man. I cannot wait to uh, go back home. And look, they say when you start getting inducted into Hall of Fames, you're getting older. right? I'm about to be 42 years old. And I'm just happy that I'm going in with such great players and athletes and guys that have done so much on and off the field guys that have impacted the sports world in general, uh, together. You know, I'm excited about that. I mean, it's, have
0: you ever met Willis Reed, by the way, one of I've my all-time favorites. Reed.
1: I, I, I gotta be honest, man. I didn't know Willis Reed was from Louisiana. Oh, yeah. I didn't know Ed Reed was from Louisiana. I knew Marcus Spears was from Louisiana, obviously me like Jake DeLoma is from bro bridge, which is only 10 miles from Lafayette. So, um, I knew some of the guys, but I didn't know everybody was from Louisiana. And it's, uh, I mean, all pros, all NBA, UFC champions. Uh, we are from a fantastic, beautiful state.
0: And of course, Daniel Cormier won three high school state wrestling championships for the great North uh, Northside High School. What was Northside the, uh, High School? What was the the Vikings? Yeah, yeah Vikings.
1: You uh, ever notice that bad tattoo I have on my arm? Yeah, well, yeah, was like, I got it in high school, it's this one, the Vikings. Like, oh, dude, wow. that's why I got the Viking on my arm. You know, whenever uh, Northside Vikings.
0: That's incredible. Well, congratulations yeah. to you. Thank you. Ariel, right. I
1: really, I know I make a lot of jokes, but thank you. This means the world to me. When I got the call from my coach, uh, Jim Ravanac, and, and the lady from the Hall of Fame to tell me I was over the moon because that is not something many wrestlers uh, in Louisiana get, and, and I'm very proud of this accomplishment. Very, I just want to good. let
0: you know I started writing the uh, the induction speech, so I'm ready to go. I blocked. You would out never the go to
1: Louisiana. You, you'd never go to Louisiana. No, I'll, do, I'll
0: do Zoom. I'll do a Zoom gimmick. It's okay. <laughs> they'll they'll be you. Me ever in. get
1: into the broadcast and Hall of Fame? I would be there in person. I would uh, never miss it for the world.
0: Well, thank you. Hopefully, there's not a pandemic whenever that time <laughs> comes. Um, well, that's great. All right, so we got all that out of the way. Now let's talk about what transpired on Saturday. You were there. I was not. UFC 258. Kamar Usman successfully defends his title against Gilbert Burns. What a phenomenal win. Weathers the storm in the first round, was rocked early on, comes back in the second, does phenomenally well, and then drops Gilbert with a power jab in the third, finishes him via TKO. As a result of that, he breaks George St. Pierre's record for most consecutive wins at 170. He now is 13. Ties your boy, Khabib Nurmagomedov, for second best start to a UFC career ever, 13th straight, just three behind the great Anderson Silva, fourth victory in a Welterweight title fight. I mean, we're starting to talk about him as one of the all-time best in that division. What a win, what a performance. What impressed you most about what the Nigerian Nightmare did on Saturday?
1: The idea that he was able to put everything in its desired place, right? He put the friendship where it needed to be. He made him a rival where he needed him to be. He fought him as just the opposite competitor where he needed that one to be. He was able to comp- compartmentalize everything, right? You didn't see him overly mad about him having to fight a teammate or a teammate wanting to take something from him. You didn't see him overly sensitive in regards to fighting a friend. He was able to put everything neatly where it needed to be, and it showed because at the very start of the fight, he got dropped. And as he said, in this post-fight interview, that is what it felt like when we would spar. I would throw something, he would come back very hard. Again, it speaks to the mental strength of Kamara Usman not to allow himself to go back to that place. Right? Lord knows what happened in those sparring sessions. You don't know if Gilbert Burns dropped him or hurt him, but imagine if he had done that before and Usman goes through that at the beginning of the fight. Mental toughness um, is at a premium when it comes to Kamara Usman, but putting everything where it needed to be and then going out and executing his fight plan to the effect that he did. Just fantastic.
0: By the way, you're so excited. You, you keep talking so forward, your head's getting cut off. I just want to let you know. Okay, my bad, my bad. Yeah. yeah I want my to bad. see your full, beautiful face. Um, <laughs> can I ask you a question? I obviously agree yes. with everything you said. If someone walks up to me on the street and I think any fan would say this and say like, who, who are the faces of the UFC? Who are the biggest stars in the UFC? Like the first guy that probably comes to mind right now. I mean, I'm talking champions, right? Obviously, Conor is above everyone else. But as far as champions, like I'll say, oh, Habib, still the yes. champ. I'll say John Jones. I know, you know, he vacated, but kind of still in that discussion. I'll say Izzy, right? I'll talk about Stipe, the heavyweight champ, always has to be discussed. But when you look at Usman's body of work, you look at who he has defeated. You think about those records that I just talked about. You know, I'm not a huge fan of the whole, like, put respect on my name. Like, it's a little much afterwards, but I have to be honest. He's right. Like, we don't talk about him as one of the best. We don't give him enough credit. We pile on when he has, like, a decision win over Jorge Masvidal in a tough spot where he had to take a fight on a week's nose, too. But we almost forget about the fight of the year contender against Colby Covington and the other great fights he's had. The guy's right. He doesn't get enough respect. He doesn't get enough love. And I hope that changes. I said that on the broadcast last weekend. For a guy to have done what he's done. I still feel like
1: he's underrated because, yeah. and not maybe not underrated in terms of skill, but underappreciated is a better word for the way the masses look at Kamara Usman. Because when he fought Kobe, it was all about Kobe. When he fought Jorge Masvidal, it was about Masvidal. Right? Took the fight on short notice. Even this fight, people talk about the teammate angle, but it was like, can Gilbert Burns get it done? Because I don't know why the masses feel as though Kamara Usman um, isn't that guy. But the reality is he's showing time and time again that to get that belt off of Usman is going to take a very, very special performance because not only is he as good physically as there has been in this division, mentally he's as strong as they come. He's in fantastic shape. He can fight hard. He's got great power, obviously. I mean, the way he throws that one-two, it's so straight. Every right. time he lands it, he drops people. He – tried to take Kobe Covington's head off with the right hand that ended the fight. He hit Gilbert Burns with a one-two, but bow, dropped Gilbert. Then he switches stances, lands the front jab with the power hand, and it finishes the dude. So I think what we're seeing with Usman is a guy that can adjust to whoever he fights. He possesses skills in all areas. And now you hope that after putting those types of performances together, people start to recognize, wow, this dude... He was a man because he won the belt from Tyron Woodley, right? And mm-hmm. people talk about, oh, he clinched the a lot. He wrestled. He dominated Tyron Woodley. He took the belt off of him. There was no question going back to the Senate who had won that fight. He dominated the whole time. First fight defense, Kobe Covington. That was a crazy fight. He laid it all out on the line. Blood and guts war between Usman and Covington. He gets a finish takes Jorge Masvidal on six days, had a broken nose going into the fight, Mm. right? Dominates him. And this is, again, why I said Usman calling for Masvidal. Masvidal is a tough fighter. But I believe stylistically, Usman could probably do that same thing to him every single time. Wasn't that difficult for for him to grind him out, hold him against the cage, and just really dominate him physically. Masvidal used to fight 155. There's no way... Kamal Usman ever steps on the scale at 155 pounds. That's a massive difference in his ability to control it from the clinch. And then look what he did against the guy Burns. He strikes with the strikers or with the wrestlers. He grapples with the strikers and he just dominates them. So uh, I hope people start appreciating him, man. He really does deserve it because what does he do wrong, right? What does he do wrong? He does nothing wrong. Fights hard, trains hard, loves his daughter, lives for his family, you know, what, what is he does He does nothing wrong. He's the type of guy that sh- people should be flocking to to support Kamar Usman.
0: I agree. He's must-see TV now. He's incredibly dominant. I think he was hampered by the whole 30% thing a few years ago, and people kind of turned on him. People, but there's say, no crazy. Reason people do- say dumb stuff sometimes. We oh, I know. Do. Listen, I don't agree with it. Remember, I was very – complimentary of his performance against Jorge Mosvall, maybe even more yeah. so than you. Cause I thought he did what he had to do to win the fight. And there he just stood with the guy who I thought was the better striker, but more power in his hands, yeah. took his best shot and then finished him. I think the move to go to Trevor Whitman, to be in a smaller team where it's more focused on him to train with a madman like Justin Gaethje will prove to be great for his career. Could I ask you though a uh, great clip afterwards of you going to see him in the back and saying that he would never catch you with that, but he brought you in close and it seemed like he was sharing a moment with you. He was saying something. Yeah. So you mind telling us what he said? So
1: I went to the back as I was leaving and I saw Gilbert Burns. I went and gave Gilbert a big hug. He was getting stitched up and, you know, told him to be very proud of what he had done to put himself in that position. It hurts now, but eventually he gets back. Went back and talked to Usman. And, you know, he said something as he was leaving the octagon and I didn't remember it. Right. Because he said, I'm varsity. He kept saying I'm varsity. And we did. not I didn't catch on to what he was saying. When I went back in the back and we pulled in close, we talked about that again. It's a conversation that him and I had privately before the fight that I can't share the details. But it was something like that. Right. It was something to that effect. Uh, Just talking and, you know, referencing and going back, calling back to what we spoke about on on. uh, Wednesday before the fight because At you know meeting, no 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 oh on the phone because okay. I called him and he said or Tuesday it was Tuesday when he got to Vegas I called him he said hey D he said what's up I said what's up Usman he goes what's up D I go what are you doing he goes first off he goes let's talk are we talking as brothers are because you're calling this and I said I'm calling as your brother to talk to you and talk about the fight and everything else and that's what we did we talked we chopped it up we had a good conversation. And he called back to that
0: conversation in that moment. All right. That is great. Now, you you reference the call out afterwards. Now, this is a unique one for a few reasons. Number one, oftentimes, the champion doesn't call someone out. You know, like he just says, hey, come on, bring it. I'm at the top of the hill. You come to me. He didn't do that. Also, oftentimes, champion doesn't call someone out who he beat. (laughs) I thought it was smart on Usman's part. It's the biggest fight he can get. Fighting Jorge Masvidal right now is the biggest fight he he can get. He has this in common with George St. Pierre. He's so dominant and he's been so dominant for so long. He's running out of fresh faces to fight. I'm not down with the idea of him moving up to 185. I'm not down with the idea of Habib moving up to fight him. No, But right now, you know, he has a win over Gilbert. He has a win over Colby. He has a win over Leon many moons ago, albeit a different Leon and a different Usman, but he still has a win over him. Uh, yep. a win over Jorge Masvidal as well. The, the, the next guy who doesn't have a win over is Steven Wonderboy Thompson, who's number five, Michael Kesson, number six, two very good fighters, but not quite there just yet. Maybe they fight each other to see if they can take a step forward. So he calls out Usman. Now, I thought it was the smart move Masvidal. because, excuse me, he calls out Masvidal. Thank you. Smart move because he makes money off that fight more than any other fight. But also, let's, let's be honest, he gave Usman a gift on a silver platter because just to set the scene for everyone, as Masvidal. of last week, why do I keep saying Masvidal? Yeah. yeah, I'm getting all excited here. He gave Masvidal a gift on a silver platter. Why? Because all last week they were trying to finalize Masvidal and Covington to be the coaches on the next season of The Ultimate Fighter. Masvidal said, I'll fight Covington, I'm told, but I don't want to be a coach opposite him on The Ultimate Fighter. I don't want to give him that shine. I'm not down. It's very personal between them. Here comes the champ. Who then says I'll fight Masvidal? Masvidal's like I'll definitely fight that guy. I'll fight for the belt. Now you see the manager's talking about it. He just gave Masvidal the out that he wanted because he would way more rather fight for the belt than fight yes. his boy Covington. And I kind of feel like this is going to happen now. What do you make of how it all went down? I thought. I think first off, I think Usman's very aware.
1: Right, this pay per view did 1.2, 1.3 million buys, and a the lot in of in July, was, in July, and a yeah. lot of that was based on Jorge Masvidal and all the entry he has captured. So late in his career, he is from him being on the private plane in the Versace road to the pizza, the, the rock putting the bell on it. It was all the rub that he got, all the shine turned him into a star. Usman recognizes that in that fight, he was on the pay side of that. Usman's a champ. He gets money. Yep. Secondly, and I'm not trying to crap on Jorge Masvidal. It was not that difficult to fight. I fought Frank Mir in the same way where I just clinched him. It's not hard to do that when a guy doesn't really have the ability to get away from you. There's minimal risk for the champ. You get to coach the ultimate fighter now, seems to be becoming a part of it, and you get to get make the most money. Does this pay-per-view do what the last one did? I don't think so because we've seen it before, but it still does better than anything else that he can do right now. Um, I think it's fantastic. Put those guys on tough. Let them argue with each other. And for Usman, I believe you put him on tough, it's going to go one or two ways, right? I know the guy. I've known the guy for a long time. I like his personality. I like talking to him on the phone. We like to just talk and hang out and, and just kind of shoot the, but either people are going to love him after seeing more of him, or they're going to hate him even more, but mm-hmm. they will come back with an opinion because that's what you want. Right right now, it's a bit of a uh, Usman can either fight a great fight or it's going to be Masvidal which people didn't seem to enjoy much because they wanted to see Usman give Masvidal a chance. He doesn't have to give him a chance. That's not his obligation. His obligation is to win and provide. So they'll either love him or they'll hate him, which is what you want if you're Kamaru Usman, because the one thing you don't want is is indifference. I've always said that. Indifference is, is the enemy. And for Kamaru Usman, fight a guy that people seem to love, go beat him again, and be on the ultimate fighter, it works.
0: And you could sell it, Masvidal full camp, you know. Usman There's a lot of it. different
1: factors for Jorge, too, right? Being yeah, to you could sell it time. very well. Having um, the great coaches over at American Top Team, the wrestling coaches, he's been training with Bo Nickelmore now. So it's like there are a lot of things that you can sell about this fight. And Jorge Masvidal is – is look, man, he's an overachiever, right? Because if you looked at his career back at force to the beginning of the UFC, you would never expect him to be who he is today. He overachieves, man. The guy is a savage – He's a, he's a stud, and he knows how to go and fight, make money, and get victory. So I'd love to see those guys go again.
0: I will add this, though. I really want to see Masvidal Covington. There's incredible heat there between them. I kind of feel like Covington was the big loser on Saturday because Usman could have yeah. very well called him out, too. They hate yeah. each other as well. He didn't. So now he loses out on that potential fight, and he may just lose out on the Masvidal big fight and yeah. tough opportunity yeah. Covington kind of lost out big time on Saturday because did, of that, fight. but if
1: Covington fights – He got Covington boxed fights. out. If he fights someone else, though, he'll most likely win, right? Like Leon I believe, Edwards? Uh, it's a tough fight.
0: And we will talk about Leon in a moment.
1: I, I believe, honestly, I believe Colby Covington is, is probably number two, yes. if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, that's he why is, I want to see but, Covington-Masvidal so bad.
1: Yeah, people hate people hate Colby Covington, but Duke, he can really fight, and he's number two. And he fought Usman tough, right? Because you got to remember going into the fifth round, a lot of people thought it was two to two. I did. Yeah. A lot of people thought two to him and Usman. Nobody fights Usman like that. So in every time Covington fought Usman, it would be a very tough fight mm-hmm. because he goes hard. He's in great shape. He's not afraid of him. Usman can't take him down and he can't just really dominate him as he did with Gilbert in the striking. So it's always a tough fight versus Covington. And I think at some point, Covington will find his way back into a fight with kamaro
0: all hail the Nigerian nightmare. He yes. deserves all the praise. He deserves all the love. And uh, I'm here to give it out. But I'll just say before we move on to the co he is not in the conversation with George St. Pierre just yet. You got to no, wait. Listen, listen. You got to have listen, more title. No, Nine title defenses. Yeah, I for understand. Houston, Eleven victories yes, in title fights. I understand. I don't no, listen. I understand. we're not there yet.
1: Listen. Listen, you're you're a bit of a. It's gonna be a bit no. of a bias for you. No, it'll be a bit of a bias. No, listen. The numbers. It'll a, listen, it'll be a bit of a bias for you. But I do, I agree. But I don't think that you can just base it on numbers. The game is so different today. The game is so different today that you can't the guy say. Was is champ it, for listen, eleven title fights. No, I understand. But you can't say Israel and Asanya can't be Anderson Silva until he gets to 15 title defenses. I don't think it's that simple because, uh, I mean, this is going to sound so bad, but some of the title defenses Anderson Silva had, uh, was it Talos Latis and yeah. freaking Rich don't Franklin? Get, don't, two hey, times. don't give
0: me revisionist history. This is revisionist no, listen, history.
1: No, I, no, I'm not. I'm saying those guys aren't the guys that Israel Adesanya is going to fight today. The, the game evolves. It constantly gets better. That's why you'll never see, hey, that's why you'll never see a team when, eight championships out of 10, like uh, Wilt Chamberlain and then one back in the day, or you will never oh, see the point. Lakers. You'll never see the Lakers and the Celtics play for the championship about every single year in the eighties, because okay. the George Game St. Pierre was a ball. champion
0: a decade Bro. ago. It wasn't 40 years ago at this no, point. All I'm saying I'm not trying to be a hater. All I'm saying, no, is I know he's not, not there I'm yet. Saying, he's in the conversation dude. with Matt Hughes and Pat Militich. Great. That's the next best. That's the Yes. But, but Ariel, if
1: Usman gets two more, I think he started looking at it because okay, guess what? More. But not now. One to two more, but one to two more, one more. Because again, the game constantly evolves. I don't know if I don't know if GSP, guys, I love GSP, but I don't know if he's I mean Kobe Covington, like is Kobe Covington back then, might have been the champion. He's, Mad at, least Mad, Mad he's at least Matt Hughes. He's at least Matt Hughes, right? Is Kobe Covington at least Matt Hughes? No, Matt Hughes won You're the title. You're crazy. Co- Kobe. Kobe Covington, Covington. A Mad so Mad won the title. No, I'm talking about skill wise. That's what I mean. We can't be playing that game. No, 10 years in MMA is a lifetime because I know how it looked. I know how MMA looked when I got there to the way MMA looks today. And I'm not trying to Hey, dude, listen, there's going to be a time very soon where they're going to look at me fighting and go, wow, that guy was the (laughs) champion. (laughs) That's the truth. It's just the truth. You are watching guys now fighting like professional boxers.
0: All I'm saying, you know better than anyone. When you're the champion, there is a bullseye on you. There is a level yes. of pressure that comes with being the champ, with yes. being on the market. being motivated, as
1: Georges St. Pierre. Look, GSB, that man, I believe, is the greatest fighter of all time. Let's not, well, let's you. not mistake it. I okay. think GSP is the greatest fighter of all
0: time. So but then, you agree you, that Usman, Usman isn't quite very there yet.
1: Usman for at welterweight, Usman's very, very close.
0: Not there GSP, yet.
1: GSP also went up to 185, which I think put him over the top.
0: I'm just talking welterweight champ. Not there yet. That's all I'm saying. Luzman, not being
1: getting very close.
0: Because not I'm there telling yet. You, not the there yet. The level
1: of competition is just crazy. <laughs> Look at you. This dude is so <laughs> biased. This dude is so biased when you know. When you know. I mean, not the there level yet. just gets – it's just getting better and better, man. And all it's right. it's harder and harder to hold on to that belt. It's a fun barbershop debate. If Israel you wins – Five championship fights, I'm going to be ready to start talking about him and no, Anderson Silva. In the same not there yet.
0: Not there right. yet. There's a level of pressure that comes here, with those here, title here's defenses. Here's no I'm crazy, sorry. Man. Okay. okay. Um, we could talk about this forever. It's a fun barbershop debate. I love those. But let's give some other fighters who won on Saturday their due as well. What about Alexa Grasso? I said it all Ooh. week. We're overlooking her. We're, we're talking about barber and it was a good story 13 months off ACL but Alexa Grasso at fly is the Alexa Grasso who we thought we were going to get in the UFC when she debuted a few years ago now 5 and 3 2 and 0 oh as a flyweight and DC I can't stop thinking about the transition on the ground in the second <laughs> round pretty- right <laughs> Alexa Grasso the Mexican striker gets taken yeah. down by Barber big barber strong barber wrestler barber yeah. And she freaking transitions to a, a triangle, an arm triangle. I don't yeah. know what she was doing. That It was amazing, Awful. right?
1: got to get ended up on top of him, like what in the world? I had no idea. I had no idea Alexa Grosso could grapple like that because when she fought Carla Esparza back in the day mm-hmm. and she kept getting taken down, she couldn't move, right? right? She couldn't really get away from her. She settled. Now it looks like she has well-rounded jujitsu to go with what is possibly the best boxing like, I, I know at times, I, you, oh, here goes DC with the grand statement. Alexa Grasso may mm-hmm. be the best boxer, pure boxer, in all the female mixed martial arts.
0: Wow. The way she I throws. Zhangwei Lee, throw, the Again, Amanda Nunez. Yoana, Yo,
1: kickboxing. Yoana, kickboxing. To to,
0: you're going to have to face them later.
1: Yoana uh, <laughs> Io, is a fantastic kickboxer. Is she, only, is
0: she the only Is she fighter I in Women's MMA who boxer. has the it factor? She's she's the only one with the it factor? Alexa Grasso? Yeah. No. So that's a no, joke no, about that <laughs> I'm not doing that
1: again. Like, I'm not doing that again. I'm not doing that again. See, here's the thing. You set me up on that. You let me go. Not, you couldn't just stop me. I had to deal with a whole bunch of people going, wow, Daniel. That, that was harsh. I'm sorry. More guys than that have the it factor. But listen, she is the best pure boxer in everything. Wow. Because Why? Everything is tight. Everything is crisp. Everything goes exactly where it's supposed to go. No wasted movements. She doesn't loop her punches. She moves her head. If you're forced to just box with Alexa Grosso, you're in trouble. And I think we saw that last week, man. This girl has phenomenal, phenomenal boxing. Because she doesn't kick very much.
0: Right.
1: You know, she doesn't kick very much. Can she beat Valentina? I mean, come on, man. Who can beat Valentina Shevchenko? Like, I mean, okay. who's beating Valentina? Because it's A not few about... more of these. Well, because it's just not about boxing. It's about full-on MMA, right? I said right. she's the best boxer. Valentina's yeah. kickboxing and her Muay Thai and her wrestling and everything else has proven to be super high level. So I don't know if she's ready for Valentina yet, but I do believe that in time... She can make her way up to the uh, the championship fight. She's bigger now; her back looks big. She speaks yeah. English. You know, she's a nice girl. Uh, she's very proud Mexican. Uh, represents her country. Loves the idea that she stays home and is getting better and improving. Uh, I think I think she has it all. I really do believe she has it all. It's a matter of whether or not she can string them together enough to get to a championship fight.
0: Macy Barber, what do we make of her? Like overrated? What? No. I mean, just bouncing no. around. Too young.
1: No, I think Macy Barber still can do and be who she said she was going to be. Just not in the time frame that she set for herself. Because right. reality is she only did. She set the time frame. Nobody did that. Nobody said, Macy, you need to be the champion by 22 years old. She set a big goal. And I believe she should be commended for that. Right. People talk, oh, she was arrogant. She set goals, man. You put the finishing line out there and you go chase it down. That is a very important factor when it comes to MMA. Macy Barber did that. It's not a big deal. Like, I think she should be commended for it.
0: She'll be fine. She's 22. Um, I think she gets hate because she set those lofty goals, but I think she'll be back. That was her first fight in 13 months. Speaking of wrestling, Kevin Gaslam, where was that wrestling, right? (laughs) Six takedowns, double the most he ever had in a fight. The most he ever had in the fight was in his debut against Uriah Hall's UFC debut. That's yep. that's a good Kel- – I like that Kelvin Gassum. We need to see more of that Kelvin Gaston, right? Absolutely.
1: And against Ian Heinisch, who can really wrestle. Ian Heinisch has a ton of uh, credentials to his name in terms of straight wrestling, but Kelvin did exactly what he said he was going to do. He spoke to us on the fighter meeting about getting back to his wrestling roots, working with Benil Dariush, helping him get back to what got him to the show. And for Kelvin Gassum to go get a victory like that after losing three in a row – massive for him massive for his confidence and aerial dude's like 29 years old i right. mean that's an amazing stat that kelvin gasoline still hasn't turned 30 and he has been in the ufc for as long as he's been here
0: yeah can't write him off just yet his uh his three fight losing streak snap so good for him uh speaking of guys who picked up a win in a very long time julian marquez fantastic happy for the guy first win since 2017 but holy smokes julian marquez you, you deliver the promo. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's fun. I mean, I, I think you kind of got a little bit off track there at the beginning, but Rogan got him back on track. You call out Miley Cyrus, massive international pop star. Yes, she yes. responds and says, just shave the MC in your chest and I'm yours. And you come back with the henna tattoo. What a demand? Would you, <laughs> you come and give a demand to Miley Cyrus, no, Julie Marquez? Like, I mean... It? One of the all time great blunders in the history of blunders. It was a blunder because now it's over. It's over, over now. It's over. She's not I mean, engaging. She's she like, "Because guys are not engaging him anymore.
1: It's over. I'm out she's, of here. She's on to this. She's on. She's like, well, you know, I thought about. I gave the UFC guy a tweet. Gave an opportunity to make. If he would have put the MC tattoo or, or the, the shave, yeah, she would have responded. She would have retweeted it. She would have talked about it. But now he get a How, could, of you,
0: <laughs> How could you be?
1: This is this is the action of a guy. Right. That's never had a girlfriend. I don't think Julia Marquez has ever had a girlfriend in his life. You don't see stuff like that. I mean, you don't. You get the cool girl. You got the cool girl. You got the bell of the ball to respond. All you got to do is go and shave DMC. And the moment you take the picture, you can just shave it all off. It'll grow back in two days. But instead, you make a demand to Miley Cyrus.
0: I mean, it actually hurt my heart when I read it. I felt bad. I
1: I crumbled. (laughs) I like, crumbled for the poor guy. I like. I the, literally just died inside of the poor guy. Like Julian, you blew it. He's a nice guy, but he blew it.
0: The comments on his tweet were great. Like everyone telling him to delete it. <laughs> yeah, like, I <laughs> threw out the Billy Madison. You blew it. I mean, the guy just wow. No, they did. They,
1: everybody was saying that he blew. Oh it. my
0: god! Yes, totally. <laughs> god killed for it. Just absolutely killed. Uh, and didn't even correct it. Horrible. Hey, shout oh, out to man. Anthony Hernandez. Holy smokes, what a win over oh, Adolfo Vieira. I mean, just, first of all, tremendous nickname, but second of all, to do that to Adolfo Vieira, like, <laughs> go read about that man's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu resume.
1: <laughs> hey, Ariel, <laughs> Ariel. I sat at the commentary table for three fights afterwards going, uh, I was laughing. The stage manager, the stage manager got this, Miles, was like, Miles was like, laughing at me, laughing quietly because I could not stop thinking about it. I was like, I think that may have been the tiredest I've ever seen a human being get in a fight. Like, Adolfo Vieira was so tired, two and a half minutes of a fight. I've never seen it before. Yeah, It was crazy. But then for Hernandez to go for the choke, like, I mean, we were all laughing like schoolgirls. It is not that we're celebrating the downfall of Vieira, but then he got him to tap. Right. Like he got him to tap. I was talking to some jujitsu guys yesterday. I said, when you guys see that, right. Hadolfo Vieira tap. Do you guys think, wow, there was a time that Hadja Gracie broke Jacare's arm. He stuck it Mm -hmm. in his, his, uh, gi, and he kept grappling because he didn't want to tap. Right. This is one of his. I think Jacare is one of his coaches. He trains there or trains with him Mm -hmm. to see a high level grapple like that. Tap. Does it hurt you guys a little bit? I said, don't you just go to sleep? If you're like that guy, don't you just go to sleep? They said it does suck a little bit. It hurts. But he was kind of looking for his way out, and he took it by tapping. I think for him, he would have saved face a little bit if he just went to sleep. He yeah, should have yeah. just went to sleep. You can't tap to a guy that goes on the interview and goes, yeah, I was just asking my coach for a stripe on my blue belt. You, for a stripe of- you can't tap to that guy. You
0: just can't. If you go on his Wikipedia page and you look at his <laughs> jujitsu credentials, it's like gold, 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 It's goal, all gold. Goal. It's amazing. And uh, that was his How first loss. How do you get so
1: tired? like, wow. It's crazy. Muscles,
0: lactic acid. Too um, much money. One last thing about 258 that I wanted to bring up. And, you know, we've been talking and celebrating Black History Month here um, at ESPN and obviously around the country. Black History always, TheUndefeated.com. They're always covering it better than anyone. I was thinking about how crazy, pertaining to the main event, how crazy it is that <clears throat> Rashad Evans leaves yeah. Albuquerque because of the John Jones fight, yep. first goes to Grudge for a cup of yep. coffee. With Trevor. Yes, with Trevor Whitman, then goes to South Florida, recruits the likes of Kamaru Usman, of Gilbert Burns. They make a team called the Black Cillians. It eventually becomes Sanford MMA with a few other name changes. That's the storyline going into this fight. Trevor Whitman is involved in this fight after Usman uh, goes and trains with him at Grudge. It's crazy how, like, Rash- I felt like Rashad Evans needed to be front and center, one of the all-time legends of this sport. He's really responsible for all this and deserves his own props, uh, was, was a champion in the UFC light heavyweight, first black, ultimate fighter champion. I mean, this man has, has seen and done it done and all. Now he weighs, like, uh, like 165 pounds. <laughs> the, the shape the man is. But I know that he's played a huge part yeah career like dating back to the beginning right
1: yeah absolutely you know rashad was one of those guys again you said he was the first black ultimate fighter winner uh and you could see a guy that we knew from college wrestling that was doing his sport and he had me go train with him guess where grudge training center i actually went to colorado to train with rashad when he was working out with trevor whitman i stayed in his apartment I, i first time i ever trained with brendan schaub all those guys were down in colorado training in the Grudge Training Center. Really? Yeah, it's just insane how it all came full circle from him recruiting, getting, leaving his team, and now look at where Usman ends up. So if you think for a second, when it's time for Kamaru to make a decision, Rashad didn't go, hey, Trevor Whitman is as sharp and as committed Uh. as any coach in the world. You might want to consider that. Rashad Evans says something to you. As a young fighter, you listen. And I bet he had something to do or say in regards to if Usman was leaving. Well, take a look at Trevor Whitman because of his experiences with him. I saw Coach Whitman after the fight. I go, you guys did it. I go, great job. He goes, no, kamaro did it. I would never take credit for that. All I did was try to help where I can. Trevor doesn't even want any credit. Trevor yeah. wants to just. He, he won't do interviews. He's do like, I'm best.
0: done doing interviews. I'm not yeah. taking any shine. I've asked him many times. And he just won't do it. By the way, what year was that? 2010.
1: 2010. Okay, so is this
0: is this when he left Jackson's or when he was kind of going back and forth?
1: He was going back and forth. He okay. was getting ready to fight. Uh, oh, gosh, who was it? Force Griffin? Had, it was I somebody that wrestled, right, because I was going in there to, to kind of work out with him. So it had to be someone that was wrestling. Or maybe he was just trying to get me to train. I don't know what it was. But Rashad played a massive part. Hey, Rashad was the first guy that I saw on TV. He used to do a show on Access TV or something like that. Uh, What was that show with Ron Krupp way back in the day? Inside MMA? Inside MMA. And I went on the show, and Rashad was the host. And I was like, wow, I would like to do that too. So the reality is Rashad Evans really did set a blueprint for what my career has become.
0: That is amazing. All right. Great to get uh, some Rashad love in there, one of the good guys in the sport. Um, Coming up, D.C., we're going to talk about the 170-pound division. Leon Edwards, a lot has happened since we last spoke, but first... Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to
1: take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
0: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, let's talk about 170. So Thursday, we get word. Leona Edwards versus Hamza Shemaev once again canceled. Now for the third time, they were supposed to fight December 19th. Then they were supposed to fight January 20th. Then they were supposed to fight March 13th. It's now been canceled. Now, this one's a bit scary. You know, there's been... Some interviews out um, with one of uh, Hamza's co-managers, I want to get his name correct, Majdi Shamas spoke to Frontkick, saying that Hamza told him his lungs haven't recovered, he thought at one point he was going to die, he had coronavirus, very serious stuff um, he did one round, rested, started coughing, started feeling ill. Like he just can't shake this sort of thing. Oh. He had to go in an ambulance. I mean, this is serious stuff. So we certainly wish Hamza the best and hopefully he's able to make a full recovery. As I said a few weeks ago, I thought they should have moved on from the fight, get Leon to fight, keep him on the January 20th card. It didn't happen. But now he's adamant about fighting on March 13th. He wants to stay, he wants to fight the guys and fought in almost two years. Yeah, He's called out Nathan Diaz. He's called out Masvidal. He's called out Colby Covington. What do you do with Leon Edwards?
1: You find him a match.
0: You anyway, find him a match. Just anyway. gotta,
1: he has to fight somebody, right? You know who I, you know who I would actually kind of be like, if I'm Michael Chiesa, mm. right? Coming out of that fight with uh, Neil, Magny Neil Magny. With, I mean, once the fight? A month? I'm yes.
0: getting my, my weight down and trying to go fight. Before you go too far down the Chiesa road, spoke to him on Saturday on my radio show. Had him on to talk about the main event. Yeah. Busted ribs, probably oh, going to return in the summer.
1: Yeah, that sucks because I think that would have been a massive opportunity for Michael. I mean, now I really don't know. Maybe you'll ever fight Neil Magny coming off a loss. I mean, Neil Magny would do it. What about Nathan I Diaz? Nate Diaz ain't fighting in a month, man.
0: Why not? You know, he told. I don't know if you saw my interview with him. It's fantastic stuff, by the way. Did you see it? It was great. I mean, that's <laughs> awesome. Clip cinematic. Why do you watch the whole thing? Listen. <laughs> Nathan Diaz said, I want to fight two to four times this year. I want to return in the spring. Okay. It's a little soon, but I want to fight at 170. doesn't have to cut a lot of weight for 170. Yeah. I just, it's, it's a big name. It's a top ranked guy. You win that fight at 170. You're there. Leon gets a big name. I kind of feel like this is the perfect scenario. It's either Nate or Nathan, excuse me, or Colby. Right?
1: Yeah. It's a great fight. I mean, obviously it's a great fight, but um, I just think Nate coming back and all the time away. It's Nathan, by the way. He told me he wants
0: to be known as Nathan now, okay? Nathan Diaz? Yes. So that's his name. I know it is.
1: It is his name. So uh, I'd like to see Nathan fight. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to see Nathan fight, but I'd like to see Nathan fight with a full training camp under his belt. Uh, I'd like to see Leon Edwards and Kobe Covington because if they fought, that gives us a clear idea of who's next after, yeah, or maybe or maybe even gets Usman right away, right? Like the all thing sounds great, but if Kobe Covington or Leon Edwards goes out there and has just a freaking crazy performance, why not one of them versus Usman? It's all rematches at this point, right? Because right. of how good Usman's been, they're all rematches. It's just a matter of who uh, the champ wants to, to see next.
0: Leon deserves a big fight. I think we all agree on that. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even hate if they gave him a title shot. I mean, the guy deserves I just want to
1: see Leon Edwards fight.
0: I know. I'm so tired of talking about this, right?
1: Especially if he's willing to pretty much take on anybody. He's called all of them out, right? So, it's showing you there are no reservations to who Leon is ready to fight right now. So, just keep him on the card. Get to do the fight.
0: Okay. So, all right. So, we agree that big fight, Colby. Can we also agree that Charles Oliveira has kind of blown this whole Nathan Diaz thing? You're not getting a title shot. Why are you he turning down nothing. this fight? Right? He said, I'm sorry, homie. I'm not interested. That was his tweet.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Right? Isn't that crazy?
1: What is going on with these guys? What is going on with <laughs> these guys? Fight?
0: You're not getting a title shot. It's not oh, happening. Goodness. Why would you turn that one down? What's he holding out for? I, Nathan, a a, has a the title fight. shot. Nathan. Nathan Diaz is the fight. He thinks he's getting a title shot next. I don't think that's happening. He's not know. getting Gaethje and Chandler. It looks like they're going to fight. Poirier and McGregor. Who's he going to fight? Would he rather so wait, fight? So wait,
1: so, wait, so wait, let me ask you this. So let me ask you this. This is kind of crazy, right? So he ain't getting Gaethje or Chandler. Right. Right. But he ain't getting Poirier or McGregor. Right. But then I saw somewhere they said Poirier and McGregor won't be for the belt.
0: Right. So where's the belt? <laughs> You know where the belt is. It's in Dagestan. <laughs> They're not taking it away from him. He's like, please take it away. He's like, no, 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 no. Please, we want you to have it. We want you to. <laughs> Habib's like, hey, here, take this thing. Do what you want. <laughs> do whatever you want.
1: Hey, Habib's like, here, here, here. I got something for you. This is a belt you guys know, you know
0: they're you know, like no 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 no, no, no 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 you keep it you keep it it's <laughs> so bizarre this whole they're meeting again in two weeks every we're having the decision all over people
1: actually bring the belt with him and say, hey, man, i'm physically giving you the belt now data's like no 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 come back
0: <laughs> you keep it you keep it no uh, charles olivera is not getting that i could i can assure no. you of that by the way one
1: thing that's not ha- not happening is the belt is not being traveled to houston or a bout agreement for charles Oliveira right now it just doesn't seem that way why houston by
0: the way he doesn't live in houston
1: he, he trains in houston
0: right does, i thought he trains in brazil
1: no he trains and lives in houston are you no crazy? that's
0: crazy i just interviewed him like two weeks charles ago, Oliveira lives in houston charles Oliveira does not charles live in houston
1: olivera charles olivera lives and trains in houston texas you're crazy
0: i think how much con-
1: do you want to bet charles con- Bronx con-
0: trains
1: yes. and lives in houston texas
0: well, when I spoke to him two weeks ago, he was not in Houston, Texas.
1: I'm trying to tell you. Uh, I'm trying to tell you, Charles Oliveira.
0: All right. Well, b- by the way, it trains- doesn't matter where he lives. trains; He isn't getting that. It belt. does.
1: But the battle agreement for title. Unless. Hey, what about this, though? Oh, what if? What if all those big fights are going over there? Then Oliveira finds himself in a title fight with somebody else. Who? The other guy. What other guy? I don't know which one it is, but like Uh-oh. there's gotta be another guy, right? You got two, you got two that's four. You put the other guy that's on a win streak at 155 against Charles Wilder, Islam Makashev. Oh, why not do Islam Makashev?
0: If Islam Makashev be, be that bias right now. Islam, <laughs> Ma-
1: listen to this. If Islam Makashev beats Drew Dober and you Great need fight. somebody to fight for the belt, why not do Islam versus Oliveira for the belt? And then once those other guys are done with their little deals. Then you go and revisit it and have them fight the champ.
0: Listen, I love Islam. It's a great <laughs> fight. He ain't cutting the line when you got Chandler there, when you got Gaethje there, well, those when guys you got Fourier there. They, they
1: want, but they want to fight each other and not for the belt. I respect so the
0: fact that you're campaigning for your guy. But that might be one of the worst freaking ideas that you've ever had on this show. Really? Um I mean, listen, it's a good fight, but it ain't for the belt. I'll tell you that much. And by the way, let me be very clear. Charles Oliveira deserves to be fighting for the belt. It's just not not. going in his favor right now. Like the stars aren't aligning for this guy. So, so it's all right. So that's a bad decision. Can I tell you what's a good decision? What? Hey, our boys at Bellator actually listened to us. Romero rumble first round of the heavyweight Grand Prix. They did it, right? I think they did it.
1: I take a lot of credit in that. You you don't
0: take credit for that. I made. I almost like I 98% of that fight. 98% 98% of both those guys getting signed there and them making that fight, let alone the tournament, thanks to oh, me.
1: Oh, come on.
0: I wish Are we could call Scott Coco right now.
1: Sometimes you just, like, go above and beyond. It's like, legit is, true. Not this this time
0: tournament. it's legit true. It is? You okay. know, usually, historically in these tournaments, they'll say, oh, we got R- Romero here, we got Rumble, let's put them on the other sides and of the bracket. they get the, to the
1: finals. Nope, match them it, right and away. And it never
0: happened. Match them right we away. We
1: talked about that. We, talk, we did talk about it on the show. was like, put them in the first round. They need to fight each other. But how about right. my boy Phil Davis, though, right? Like, he's got a tough side of the bracket, don't he? He's got oh the gosh. champ and the winner yeah. of Rivero versus Rumble. Like, my boy Davis has got a tough side of the bracket. But I think he's fought Nemkov before,
0: and yes. it was decently close, close right? Close. Yeah. Nemkov so. is really good, but it was close. Corey Anderson has a really tough fight. Guy's unknown, but that Who guy's super that? tough. I mean, is it, he's a guy from Russia. Well, I mean, um, just
1: because he's from Russia, he's tough. Like you don't know who yeah. the guy is. It's I like do you know going, who he is. Oh, he's, he's got a, f- a really tough fight. He's like, like an ACP champion
0: is. or something. I want to get his name correct. I want to. I don't want to butcher it. Uh, he, he's a uh, Dovletstan Yakshimuradov. He's the oh, former uh, he's Ahmad tough. light heavyweight hey, champ. Let me tell hey, you so, this guy fourteen name, and five. Yes, he's, he's
1: tough. He's very tough. Very tough. Those called Lakmaklov. Lock 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 Lock, that dude yeah. is so tough.
0: <laughs> I, li- I, I like that they did this. I like that the, the tournament for Bellator. I love is fun. this idea. They should do a tournament in the lightweight division UFC. They're not going to do it. I don't know why. I'm glad that Bellator is doing it to be a little different.
1: It's a right? great idea. Um, look, Bellator now has a featherweight tournament and a light heavyweight tournament. It cannot all be tournaments no, because we got an organization that does tournaments. But when you have the type of star power they have at 205, I feel like the tournament is the right decision.
0: Yeah. Who's right. Machita fighting? Machita's fighting Ryan Bader. Rematch of a oh, fight man. that happened in UFC on Fox, way back in I think 2012. Oh, wow, that was yeah, Atlanta. I remember that. Remember Machida Bader knocked him knock out? Right hand, knocked him yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of the heavyweight division, uh big time heavyweight fight coming up this Saturday. Are you working this one, Blades Lewis? Oh, got a couple weeks off now. Good for you. Well I'm so happy. Yeah. Uh, remember, we kind of broke this one down a few weeks ago or months ago now because they were supposed to fight Thanksgiving weekend, but then um, Curtis Blades got COVID. Here's my question to you: What exactly is at stake in this fight? Because Dana Dana White came out last week, confirmed what I reported a few weeks ago or months ago at this point. John Jones is fighting the winner of Engano. Yeah, he's well, fighting is- the winner. So I mean, Blades wins. He he deserves a top. I mean, he deserves a a title shot, to be honest. He does, but he's not getting it. It's so it's so sad. I've I've talked about this.
1: Like, when does Curtis Blades fight for the belt? Especially if Miocic remains the champion. Stipe hasn't him and I fought three times in three years, and so him coming back to fight Francis this quick is a bit of a quick turn for Stipe. if he wins this fight, when do they think he's going to fight Jones? In October, November? So is Curtis Blades going to fight for the belt in 2022? Like, poor guy has only lost to Nganu, in right? inganu's the one that beats him every time. Everybody else he's been demolishing. So I don't necessarily know. I mean, it's a, uh, it feels like to me a bit of a placeholder fight. Like, Curtis, you win, you still stay on the short list. But if Derek Lewis wins, he puts himself back in the conversation, but I mean, when Volkov has looked the way that he's looked, like these guys are starting to line up at heavyweight. But when you got a fighter like Jones with the history that Jones has, he should get a title fight. You know, I no, know. I, initially agree. I said he should fight Curtis, but if that was crazy, no, I that was,
0: that was not crazy. That That wasn't crazy. I mean, if but you burn money then. You
1: if they're go going to that. put it, if they, if they're going to give him a title fight, it's just. I can't think for a second why why he wouldn't get one, but Blades is in a really tough him, spot
0: because he beat Volkov. Remember, so it's not he like he can just go fight that guy. No, he but beat we,
1: Volkov. He beat, he beat Derek Lewis. Beat Volkov. If Derek Lewis wins, right? Like it's like these guys are in weird places in terms of their. Uh, their now
0: we career. have Surreal Ghan and Jarzino Rosenstraus in two weeks. But I don't know if that's good enough for Blades. Blades might just wait, but like, are you really going to wait? How for long is two, he going to wait though? Two heavyweight title fight. I mean, that could be four years from now, at the <laughs> at the at the rate that you guys been defending those titles. I mean, golly, once a year. You got to hold
1: on to that big belt when you get it. You know, that's, <laughs> it's like that big WCW championship. Yes, the, the heavyweight title is like the big belt, that big old WCW belt that Rick Flair used to have.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? we give a shout out, by the way, speaking of of the heavyweight division this morning? I don't know if you saw it. Stefan Struve officially retired from MMA. Uh, He did a few years ago due to health reasons. But now it seems like it's more official. This man did something that very few people in the sport did. Right. You're one of them. Right. Yeah.
1: Yep. Stefan Struve. He had a good career, you know, tall guy, beat the champ at one point went through some horrendous injuries, issues with his heart, Heart, came back, had like a second part of his career. Uh, The dude should be very happy with what he accomplished in fighting.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, a great career. Sometimes he would get criticized for not using his range, his jab to his advantage because he was so long. But I do want to wish Stefan Struve the best. And I also want to congratulate two very special individuals for some big news. I congratulate you at the top. I should have done this at the top as well. Congratulations to Alexander Rakish for getting into the EA game. And I do want to say you're welcome yep. to uh, My boy Marvin Vittori, Marvin Vittori. got in. He's not I got it. Hey, I got it. I d- I got it done. A few emails, I talked to Marvin. I
1: talked to Marvin Vittori at
0: Extreme Coutour
1: uh a week ago. And I go, You ready to be in the game? I don't think he had any idea that he was going to be in the next update, but I'd like to see what Marvin thinks right oh, now. Oh, so
0: you took credit for it.
1: Well, oh, I'm taking credit for everything, right? What like, he, 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 I made Max Holloway a five-star. Did you see that?
0: I did made Max that. Holloway
1: a five-star, you know? So it's much like,
0: power going through your head here. It's crazy. It
1: is, you know, I'm going to sit there. Is it literally Max
0: just say, you doing did you it?
1: Not, did you just not hear Max say, thank you, DC, for making me feel? EA Sports, did you see EA Sports tweeted? DC makes officially makes Max a five star <laughs> athlete. Do you want me to read the tweet? So you uh, you think I'm lying? You so you see, sit
0: there and you're like, yes, I do think that you know he what is I now five star. I, I was
1: thinking, you know what, man, Max, let me get the tweet from EA Sports. No, I saw
0: the tweet. I just I just wonder if someone else makes these decisions and then just gives it to you to take all the shine, like you're doing right now with me and Marvin. DC it's, is back with the latest fighter updates. This shows a lot about you right here because this could be an opportunity for Marvin and I to finally squash our beef, and you're taking credit for it, not giving me any love. It's not fair.
1: Here's bless MMA's reaction to DC making it official. So you could take credit, but there is no ground for why you're taking credit. I take credit for Marvin. You and Marvin should be good because you did you did campaign for him, but ultimately you were just campaigning to me. Your co-worker, you're the guy all you got it done, right? Okay, so he should thank you because. Thank I you. took your begging and blundering for him off air and made him. I love Marvin. What can I say? Academy.
0: I love him. By the way, there's some talks there that they may move the, uh, the, the, the Paolo Costa, Robert Whitaker fight to April 10th to be on the same card as Marvin Vittori versus Darren Till, uh, wow. a potential return to ABC perhaps as well. So big things going really? on in April. Yes. Uh, by the way, speaking of, um, you know, maybe apologizing and reaching out to people. I saw on my uh, Instagram, Cody wrote. Did you FaceTime him. Did you really face Cody Garbrandt FaceTime? Cody Garbrandt, yes, yes, I did FaceTime You apologize to him? I
1: FaceTimed the champ. See, listen, here's the thing. Cody No Love is the man, right? I, Cody No Love has all of the it factor. Cody No Love has enough it factor
0: to uh, look bring at something you. to you
1: and other people. All Cody, of the no it love factor. Also, Listen, Cody No Love also was going to fight a flyweight. So the whole time I'm doing this, I was thinking him as a flyweight, you know. So when you said Cody Garbrand, I said, oh, yeah, Garbrand. Uh, I was thinking all oh, of Cody's fighting 125 now. Cody Garbrand also bought me a beautiful pair of Jordan Off-Whites that had to be twelve thirteen hundred dollars $1,300. So Cody, no love, is one of my all-time favorites. And, yes, I did personally extend an apology to the champ because the champ has all of the it factor.
0: Did you call Jose Aldo, Dominic Cruz, all those uh, other guys as well? I know. Why did he I, just get a call?
1: Because I was thinking about Cody Nolov as a guy fighting at 125, and I unjustly oh. threw him into uh, – Aljamain Sterling got an apology. I saw him, you know, oh, you I got- saw Aljo. Aljo got an apology. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to apologize to every other guy. I see, you know what Piotr Jan, Piotr Jan. I'm, hey. I'm the, going to Kelvin apologize to him. Jose, Gastelum. Calvin, <laughs> <Gastele>. uh, <laughs> Calvin Gastilli. <laughs> uh, every one of those guys, Bantam Weights. You guys are my favorites. I love you guys. And you know what you all guys got? You all got it. You guys got it. You guys got it. You, got it. you almost got as much it as Calvin ha. <laughs>
0: Oh my God! And and next you're gonna to have to own oh, apology to GSP for disparaging what his incredible I, bro, for saying that I he's said GSP is the, the greatest fighter of all time.
1: How is that disparaging?
0: Well, because in one breath you're saying that, but in the other breath you're kind of hedging and you're like, well, this guy is pretty much in the conversation. So get out me, of here! So
1: are you telling me that MMA today isn't a little bit higher level than MMA back in 2010?
0: That's a fair argument to make, That's all but I'm you saying. cannot say to one guy who has 11 victories. In UFC welterweight title fights, let alone moved up. Don't even have to talk about the moving up. And this dude's got four
1: yeah, amazing. Still,
0: we're not even in the same discussion. What's wrong with being in the discussion with Hughes and Militant? Why do we have to put them all the way at there's the top? Nothing
1: wrong with that. But it's like when you're looking. And you know what's going to happen
0: here. I'm going to be called a hater. But listen, someone's no, got to defend GSP's hating. legacy.
1: You're just all you're, first off, you love GSP, right? You've got, you've, you've rightfully, got to, so. rightfully so. Rightfully so. We all love GSP. But I think it's time for us to start talking about Usman in that fashion because he's very close. Because I don't believe, I just don't know. I just don't know if there's gonna be eleven, twelve title fights anymore. It doesn't happen.
0: Oh, interesting. All right.
1: Just don't know. Okay. If, I don't know if that's like a. I don't know if that's like a thing of the past where a person Izzy, wins.
0: Is he and- gets in, into that discussion? 11, you think Is
1: he wins eleven? Why not? I think Izzy wins six. He's, he's, I think when Izzy gets to like six, after Amanda beating Nunes, yeah. Robert Whitaker, Paul Costa, Robert Whitaker, Jan Bojovic, if he can, he's in the conversation with Anderson Silva.
0: Amanda Nunes.
1: Yeah. Amanda Nunes might because she's just dead good.
0: Kelvin Gastelum. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. By the way, that card, by the way, yes. with the Nunes and Janice up. Dominic Cruz on the prelims. That. You see that? Three title fights. Three times. Dominic Cruz on the prelims. Wow. I wonder how that conversation went. You know what? It's not bad. He's going to be on ESPN prelims. He's... No, he's going
1: to be on ESPN. He's going to be able to show who he is, taking on a very tough Why kid. you say that?
0: I wonder how that conversation <laughs> Dude,
1: went. you don't really, like, piss Dom off. Like, I don't really. I try my best not to make <laughs> Dom mad. I'm like, hey, yo, Dom. Yo, you're going to be on the prelims. What? Like, you know, like, ah. hey, who's calling Dom? Like, who's going to call Dom? Like, yeah. who's going to call Dom and tell him, like, you know why Dom? You know why Dom is fighting Casey Kenny? I don't. You, Dom, like, he's from Tucson, I think.
0: Casey Kenny? Yeah. So this is yeah. like a like a, thing. a, a Dom's tour like, war. Well,
1: listen, man, if I'm gonna fight a young guy, then why not a guy from my town? Like, oh, I like that. that
0: like, Dominic I respect Cruz that, is
1: the man. bro. Dominic Cruz is the man. You know, I like, I love Cruz. You know, we we our relationship is you know poke and Prod. Like, he gets mad at me because I'm always joking, and he's a bit of a serious guy. But I love Cruz. He's the man.
0: Almost as much as you love soap operas. Oh boy, I don't
1: know. Running kind of late, you know. You guys gotta hurt. Let's wrap this thing up. You know, Victor Newman's waiting in Genoa City right now. You know,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what you just said. Yeah, is that that General Hospital?
1: No, no, it's it's Young and the Russell's. Genoa City is where it is. Victor Newman's a guy that's been on the show. I mean, I don't understand how long. Stephen A is
0: a massive fan, I think he's been on it. No,
1: Stephen A. is on a different
0: one. Stephen A. is oh. on a general hospital. Oh, okay. He was,
1: His name is Brick or something like that. He's so cool. When he goes when Stephen A., Stephen A. is the fixer, right? Oh, okay. like, so Stephen A. is like the fixer. When Stephen A. is called in, something's going very wrong in this family that he worked for. And Stephen A. walks in, you know, he kind of like sway. Yeah. He's like, hey, what's up? And then the, <laughs> the wife, like, leaves the room and then Stephen A. talks to the mob guy. And he's like, Brick,
0: nice to see you.
1: It's like so dramatic. I I, I love it. You, know? you watch every day when Selena's not around because the what? moment she catches me, she shames me into. She's like you. Oh, <sighs> she shames me for watching uh, Young and the Restless. You know, I I've, I've, I've quietly t voted onto my iPad, so oh, I usually kind of yeah. sneak and watch it in the evenings. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you want to watch it? You want to start watching it? with you i'll try watch it, it with try you it. all right we'll zoom, we'll zoom an episode you can watch it for like a month miss 10 years <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you watch it for one month miss
0: 10 years and then feel like you just know the story within like four days all right i'm home a lot now so i'll start watching um all right well on that note uh we shall say goodbye Uh, It was a fun one. Thank you to everyone who continues to rate, download, subscribe, and review. Thank you to Manscaped. Thank you to UDC. Have a great week, my brother. It's been a pleasure as always. Congratulations, Kamara Usman. And still, much love. Back next week, same time and place. Until then, we say peace. Peace. We're out of here.